today to another podcast episode of Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce, and what a privilege it is to have all of you out there by SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Blueberry, and others. We're just so very pleased and happy to have you with us today. We're going to continue with our study in the book of Romans. I know it's going to be a blessing to you. If it is, like it and share it with others. You can also go over to EstablishedInTheFaith.com And if you go there, you'll find more information on how you can subscribe to this podcast as well. We love hearing from you, so please feel free to contact us with any questions and comments that you may have. Well, we're going to go on into our study now. Let me invite you to go ahead and take your Bible and turn with us, because I know it's going to be a blessing to you. Turn with me tonight to the book of Romans, the first 17 verses of Romans is basically an introduction. By the time we get down to verse 18, we begin a transition, and Paul begins to deal with the Gentile world. Uh, Let's just pick it up there in verse 18, Now we've already looked at this a couple of times, but... We'll just pick it up there tonight. Romans 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Someone has said that God is not fair for judging a person and sending them to an eternal hell to burn there forever and forever. That God is not fair in judging someone who does not know God, or who has never heard the gospel. How many of you have ever heard that statement made before? And to a certain extent, they are right, but Paul addresses that subject in verse 19. Romans 1 verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. When you look at creation, common sense tells you it just didn't happen. The Big Bang Theory that is promoted and pushed today, there was some big explosion that took place in the very beginning And all of this came about because of that explosion. I don't know about you. I've seen explosions take place on television and whatever the case. I've not seen where anything constructive ever came out of an explosion. Every explosion I've ever seen, you saw destruction. where Things were just torn all to pieces. I've never seen an explosion take place. And then, you know, when the smoke clears, you got a brand new automobile sitting there where there was not one before. That's, you know, that's what the Big Bang Theory is basically saying. All of this creation that you see uh, was all a result of some Big Bang. Creation has design in it. And in order for there to be design, there has to be a designer. And that designer is God. What about the laws that govern nature? Y'all know as well as I do that if I take this Bible right here and I hold it over here like this and let go of it, what's it going to do? It's going to hit the floor. That is a law. 
Who established that law? Who came up with that law? God did. But see, these evolutionists do not go so far as to explain how all of these laws came about. Science is proving more and more that there has to be a God. Back in the 1950s, the astronomer said that there were 40 sextillion stars in the universe. Haven, if you will, put this up on the screen. That's 40 with 21 zeros behind it. Your calculator doesn't have enough places to do all these calculations. There you go right there. Do we need a bigger screen? That's how many stars are in the universe. That was as of 1950. That was before the invention of the Hubble telescope. Since the Hubble telescope came about, uh, that number has doubled or even tripled by this time. Now, they say that the Webster's Unabridged Dictionary has about 500,000 names in it. God said in Psalm 147, verse 4, that he not only made all the stars, but he calls every one by name. Think of that. If they put all the names of the stars in the Webster's Unabridged Dictionary, it would take 80 quadrillion books in order to list each one. That's 80 with 15 zeros behind it. Put that up there on the screen, if you will. That's how many books, about three inches thick, with 500,000 names of each star per book. Now figure that out, three inches per book. Now stack them up, how many miles do you think that would be? <laughs> I think she's going to be busy a while. Anyway, you don't have to do all that. We serve an awesome God, people. There ain't that many books in the world. But God knows every one of them. He created each one, and he named every one, of those star, uh, every one of those stars. Those stars just didn't come about because of some explosion that took place sometime in the eons of the past. It's absolutely impossible. And they say that it's possible that each one of those stars is, uh, is a sun. And there could be planets revolving around the sun very similar to the way ours is set up. Could there be life on other planets? I don't know. There could be. We don't know. God has not only manifested himself in creation, but he's also done it in the heart of man. We can see that in Romans chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Paul just basically said, when you got people out here in the world that are doing by nature the things that are in the Word of God, and they don't even know the Word of God, that shows the moral code of God that's written upon their hearts. They have a conscience. And by nature, man is inquisitive. And man needs to look into what God has revealed. God has revealed enough about himself in creation, and uh, man is responsible for looking into those things. At any rate, 
God can be understood if people wanted to understand him. Paul said, Romans 1, verse 20, he said, Even the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Man has no excuse. Deep down inside, people know that there's a God. The proof is just overwhelmingly obvious. And you can find some form of religion in every civilization since the dawn of time. It's there. There's just something in the heart of man that wants to worship his creator. When you look into these religions, you'll find where they just simply took what Moses said and they twisted it and made their own God and interpreted in their own way because they didn't want the God of the Bible. Why? Because they found out that God is holy and God is opposed to their sin. So they made their own God. And verse 21 of Romans chapter 1, Paul said, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They refused to recognize God because they didn't want to be held accountable to this God. So what did they do? They made their own God. It's the same problem we've got today. Nobody wants to be accountable for their actions. Same problem. It's never changed. Neither were they thankful. Look at that. Accountability is one thing, but when somebody gives you something, you should at least thank them for it. God has given us so much. I just thank God for everything he's, that he's given to me. Without him, we can do nothing. You know, and, and you've got people out here in the world, they, they think that they have what they have because of them. You know, I went to school, and I worked hard, and I got my education, and I got my doctorate, and I landed that good job, and it's, and it's all about me, and, and I've got all this stuff because I've worked hard. Well, look, buddy, let me tell you something. If it wasn't for God giving you the good health, you wouldn't have anything, okay? But, you know, people just don't want to recognize God, and... Uh, that they're just unthankful, but that's, that's the day that we're living in. The Bible says in the last days that people would be unthankful and unholy, and that's, you know, that's just the day that we're living in. They became vain in their imaginations. Notice that part of verse 21. When you refuse to thank God because you don't want to be held accountable to him, your thinking gets all messed up. You know, I I look at people and the things they're doing, and I think, well, are they crazy? H- have they completely lost their minds? I-, I look back in my own life, back at some of the things I used to do, and I think, what in the world? What in the world was I thinking? I must have been crazy, you know. But but sin has an insanity. To it, I, I get what I'm trying to say. There's an insanity to sin when you get down to it. Sin will drive you absolutely crazy. Sin will drive you absolutely crazy. The latter part of verse 21 says, Their foolish heart was darkened. When light is given and then that light is rejected, 
then that light will be withdrawn and it leaves nothing but darkness. And man thinks he's smart. But Paul come along and said in verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Our president not too long ago signed a, a bill saying that it's all right now if a little boy decides he wants to be a girl that the schools have to allow him to go in the girls' restroom. It's a law. If the schools don't abide by that law, then um, funds will be withheld from that school. That's where we're at today. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You know, and the more and more, and the further people reject God and resist God, the dumber they get. You know, I think back 30, 40 years ago, something like that wasn't even thought of. If you'd even mentioned something like that, they'd have laughed at you. If you'd have mentioned gay marriage back then, they'd have, <laughs> I mean, and now, now look at what they've done. And and there's been some people that say now, oh, now that they've legalized gay marriage, the next thing you're going to have is somebody wanting to marry their donkey or wanting to marry their dog or their cat or their car or something, you know, and, and people laugh at that. But, hey, what's going to stop them from doing that? We We just keep getting lower and lower, and we just keep going further and further down that road of stupidity. And this stuff just keeps getting pushed down our throats. It's because their hearts are darkened. They don't know any better. They've rejected God. Their thinking's all messed. They don't think right. They don't act right. They don't, they don't talk right. And these are the people that we've got trying to solve the problems of the nation. Now they're talking about legalizing marijuana and all this kind of stuff. We've already got 20 million alcoholics in the nation. That means one out of every ten drivers you meet going down the roads drunk in his car. Now we're going to compound that with people smoking marijuana. And I'm, it just gets worse and worse the further it goes. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Education without God is no education at all. Let me say that again. Education without God is no education at all. All you're left with is man's wisdom. James said that this kind of wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Jesus warned about this kind of knowledge. He said, Luke 11, verse 35, Haven, if you will, put it up on the screen. Luke eleven thirty-five. Jesus said, take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Go to Proverbs 16, verse 25. Proverbs 16, verse 25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Let me share with you one of those ways of death that everybody thinks is the right way to go nowadays. Let's look at evolution and psychology. 
1859, Charles Darwin published his theories on evolution in the book called The Origin of Species. By 1872, he published two more books devoted to animal emotions and psychology, which states that animal behavior is a result of its environment. Animal behavior is a result of its environment. Seeing how man evolved from a monkey and is no more than an animal, man's behavior is also considered to be a result of his environment. Modern day psychology came from this line of thinking. That's where it all started. Evolution and psychology go hand in hand. It's already off base. It's like taking a mathematical equation. No matter what you get right in the middle, if you get the first few numbers wrong, the whole thing ain't going to come out right in the end when you get down to it. In the 1960s, President Lyndon Johnson started his war on poverty. Some of the things that were implemented were good programs, but they went in certain areas of the country and they built these brand new buildings. Nice. All over the country spent billions and billions of taxpayers' dollars. They fixed them up, finished them up, moved these people in there, and they tore the places all to pieces, some of them beyond repair. They had to go into some of the places. They, they had to go in with a wrecking ball and completely level them and start all over again. But the thinking was if we give man a new building and we raise his self-esteem, that's going to change his behavior. That's what happens when you leave the Bible. Man's problem's not his environment. Let me give you a biblical illustration. Judas had the perfect environment. Perfect. You can't get a better environment than the, than the environment that Judas was in. I mean, he was in church 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He walked with the Lord for three and a half years. He was with some of the, the, the greatest men in the world that he was walked with the Lord Jesus Christ. He saw the miracles. And look at what he did. His environment was perfect. And still he went out and denied the Lord and, and killed himself. So that just goes to show you, just because you change man's environment, you're not going to change man. Because man's problem is a heart problem. It's not a problem with his environment. Man's problem is a heart problem. It is a sin nature that's running out of control. And there's only one thing that can control that sin nature. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit, which is only released when that person puts their faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary's cross. That's it. Only the power of the Holy Spirit can do the work that needs to be done in, in the heart of man. Our hearts are deceitful, wicked, ungodly. You don't even know what's in your own heart. We sit here tonight and we think, well, I'll never do that. But the right situation, you don't know what you do. Well, I'd never kill somebody, yeah. The right situation. That's why we need to pray every day. Lord, lead us not into temptation. 
but it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit binds up that sin nature that's in the heart of man and renders him ineffective. And, 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 and then you see the righteousness of God starting to be revealed within the life of that person. And even when a person gets saved, we can still have problems with the sin nature if we don't keep our faith properly maintained in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did at the, at the cross. Now, this devilish wisdom is in the church today. Go to 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Most of what's in the Bible and bookstores today is psychology. I was in one just the other week. Ninety percent of what I saw in there was, was psychology. Most of the sermons that you hear preached today falls in one or two categories. It's either relational psychology and how we relate to other people or it's motivational psychology trying to motivate people oh you've got it inside of you you're just an excellent person you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps and all of this kind of stuff you know most churches won't even hire a preacher now unless he's got a doctorate in psychology and i heard one of these preachers the other day and he made this statement, the way to love God is to love yourself. Think about that for just a minute. The way to love God is to love yourself. Well, what did the Bible have to say about that? Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you deny yourself and take up the cross. You crucify self. Take up the cross daily and follow me. Now, that's what the Bible says. Now, which, which line of, of teaching are you going to go along with? Are you going to love yourself in order to love God? That's a lie. I heard another preacher make this statement. We need to forgive God. That's blasphemy. But it comes from that psychological line of, of, of thought today. God has never done you anything wrong. Why do we need to forgive God? <laughs> Just foolishness. Not too long ago, I heard another preacher make this statement. He said, man has way more problems now than when the Bible was written. So God has given us psychology to deal with these problems. Let me say that again. Man has way more problems now than when the Bible was written. So God has given us psychology to deal with these problems. Let's take a look at that statement for just a minute. Whatever God gives is right. Am I right? Whatever God, whatever God gives is right. Okay, let's look at this. Not too many years ago, psychology considered homosexuality to be a mental illness. Not so now. It's considered to be an alternative lifestyle. 
Was God wrong when he gave the psychologist that? Did God change his mind? No, it wasn't with God to start with. It did not come from God. It's all man's darkened wisdom. That's what it is. God has given us everything we need. Let me prove it to you. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Second Peter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. But they did not want to retain God's knowledge. They rejected that. The only way you're going to have grace and peace of mind is through and by the knowledge of God. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God of our Lord Jesus Christ, according as his divine power has given unto us all things. Notice that. Look at that. Look at that. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us unto the glory and virtue. Whereby are we given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature. That's the Holy Spirit. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But I want to go back up there to verse 3 again. God has given us all things. Everything that we need to live is right here in this Bible. The Word of God. And it needs nothing else added to it. That's it. When John finished it out, that was it. What God gives is right. What God gives is sufficient. You either believe that or you don't. And this thing of, of, of people saying that psychology and God had to give it because man's got more problems today than then. No, the cross is what man needs. Man's problem is still a sin problem. And think about it for just a minute. In the very beginning, we can read it in the book of Genesis, where God spoke the word and, and worlds appeared. Trees appeared. Animals appeared. He just spoke a word and things just came into existence. However, when man fell in the garden, God couldn't address that situation by just speaking. Don't you think that if man's problem could have been resolved by talking, God would have talked it out way back there in Genesis? If God can't talk the problem out of you, how do you think some man is going to be able to talk your problems out of you? Now, let me say this. There are times when people get depressed and they've got problems. Go to a doctor. 
Sit down and talk with him. Tests can be run on your thyroid and, and blood work and things can be done because there are chemicals in the brain that can cause a person to have depression and all these kind of things. And there are doctors who can prescribe medicine to help you with certain problems. And, and I don't have a problem with that. And if the doctor has prescribed you some medicine for a particular problem, keep on taking your medicine, keep on going to your doctor and whatever the case. But the thing I'm talking about is you got people that go to a doctor week after week and all they do is sit there and talk. And all they do is talk about stuff in the past. The Bible says forgetting those things which are behind and press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's what we need to do. Take up the cross daily and follow him. Press toward that mark. Here's your psychology right here. I'm going I'm to give you one quick course, and I'll give you all a certificate tonight, and you'll say I've got my doctorate in psychology. Here it is. Number one, what did you do? Number two, was it right or wrong? Number three, what are you going to do about it? That's it. That's it. You can't change what happened way back then. There ain't a thing you can do about it. If somebody did you wrong, the Bible says forgive them. Well, I got a problem with that. Well, you need to get on your knees before the Lord and say, Lord, help me forgive that person. But the reason we got a lot of uh, nervous disorders and anxiety and people are popping pills left, there's more people taking drugs today than ever before. And a lot of it is because people won't repent of their sin. They won't deal with their sin. They want to keep doing what they're doing, and they don't want to turn to God. If people would turn to God and really mean business with them, and the Holy Ghost comes inside, as the song says, he's all I need. I'm telling you, if you'll mean business with God, once the Holy Ghost comes on you, that's it. That's all you need. You won't need anything else. But you got people today that's got to take this over here and we mix it with the Word of God. And, and a lot of these sermons that's preached over television, they're pretty slick. Sounds good. People are just flocking to these churches. They ju they're just soaking it up. But whenever you take psychology and you mix it with the Word of God, you've changed the pure gospel. Listen to what I'm telling you. You've changed the gospel when you do that. And Paul said, Romans 1 verse 23, they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, to birds, four-footed beasts, and creeping things. They brought God down to man's level, and that, is the great sin of the church today. It is a man-centered gospel instead of a God-centered gospel. These people back in those days, they'd take a piece of wood or something else and they would form an image out of it like a man or a bird or animal or something and they would worship the thing. And you said, well, that's crazy. Don't nobody do that today. Well, let's think about it for just a minute. 
These people were worshiping the works of their own hands. I submit to you we still got the same problem today. We got people worshiping the works of their own hands. No, they don't bow all down, get on their face before it and that sort of thing. But let me tell you, let me give you this definition of worship. Whatever you eat, sleep, breathe, drink, that is what you worship. Whatever is at the center of your life, that is what you worship. You got people worshiping boats. They work all the time, getting all the overtime they can so they can pay for that boat. They got this brand new boat. They don't ever get to take it nowhere because they're working all the time to pay for it. They worship the thing. You got these young guys going out here buying these cars, and they put $5,000 worth of tires and rims on the thing, and the car ain't worth but 1000 The tires and rims and sound systems more than that. They worship the thing. You got people out here worshiping houses. They put all their time and money and effort, and they're never in church because they're always working on that house. They got that brand new camper. You don't ever see them in church. They're always going to the beach or they're going up to the mountains or they, they got that trailer behind them every, every time they go. So now the big thing is we'll just rent us a little place down at the beach and park it, and then whenever we get ready to go, we can just go. Well, let me bring it over into the religious sect today. You got people that worship their churches. I heard of a church the other day, they want to do a build on, they need to build on to their sanctuary and make it, and make it bigger because the church was growing. There were members in that church that shot it down because the stained glass window was put in there by great, 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 great grandpappy back in the day and it had a plaque on the seal and they refused to build on that side of the church because it was going to take that window out and do away with it. People hold on to stuff like that. They worship stuff like that. Oh, they don't bow down before it, but in their heart, when it comes down, you got people worshiping denominations. Denominations are not of God, they're man-made. But you got people worshiping the thing. They'll fight you tooth and nail. If you ain't free will Baptist, you ain't saved. I talked to a man the other week. He said, James, if they, when they pray that prayer with you on the radio, if they don't get in the tank right then and get baptized, they ain't saved. I said, well, brother, you should have told Jesus that when he was dying on the cross because that man right beside him didn't get baptized. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. That man didn't get baptized. Oh, well, it rained and God considered that. That's a bunch of hogwash. I ain't never in my life. But people worship their own little man-made doctrines and schemes and, and all this kind of stuff. The work of their own hands. When it gets down to that point, God says, just have at it. We got churches dying today because... People were worshiping their churches and their, 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 all of their, their doctrines and their traditions. And that God says, have at it. And I can show you that in verse 24. Go ahead and pull that up on the screen, if you will. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. In other words, whatever they wanted to do, God just stepped out of the way and let them do it even to the point to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, sex. 
The whole country today has gone sex crazy. I saw a commercial today, uh, the other day. I, I don't know if they were selling the girl or the truck she was sitting in front of. I mean, the whole country's gone sex crazy. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. If the program today has been a blessing to you, we hope and pray that you'll share it with others. This podcast has been made possible by the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. All donations are safe and secure through PayPal. We look forward to hearing from you.